This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining me this afternoon. Renette Marburg on 7 to 9 a.m. on my program called Rise. And this is the program that we give you hope, guidance, wisdom, and knowledge when real life happens in the family. And we often discuss relevant and un- unspoken issues in the family in truth and in love. But with God, we rise to restoration and rise above all as a family. And today we have we are so privileged to have Chris Broshu from all the way from Canada here in the studio with me. And they are him and his wife Maxine, parents to Rebecca um, and Breno and Leo Luca and Stefan and Adjeska and their son Blaise, Chanel and Ashley and three beautiful grandchildren. They are the founders of the Sun. So sorry, I'm just wanting to make sure of that Sonship International Ministries, and they are having a, a a visit here after about two years. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for joining us, and we are so blessed to have you here. And uh, thank you for joining us. I know it was an impromptu uh, situation, but we were, it was just such a gift for me and such a privilege to have you here today. So we will get to continue with you straight after our break. But welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here with you. Really and, uh, looking forward to this interview. But first, we're going to listen to Blessings by Laura Story. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining me this afternoon. We are so privileged to have Christian Joseph Brusher in the studio with, and he's just written a phenomenal, beautiful book called The Father's Cry. Sons come home, and we are. This is such a relevant book at the at the moment. And I know you've been in ministry for over twenty five years, and you've written so many manuals in for businessmen and for leadership and for sonship and the father's heart. And yet, you've still found an opportunity, inspired by a visit to South Africa, to write this book. And you've got it in Afrikaans, which is such a bonus. It is such a bonus for for us to have both languages. You know, it's not often that that happens. So welcome, Chris, and thank you so much for joining us. And I'd love you just to share briefly on the last couple of years that you've been visiting South Africa. I know things have not been the same in the last two years. But what inspired you to write this book? Well, My wife and I, Maxine, and our four children, they were all single at the time, uh, we moved here in 2005, and we lived here in Cape Town area for five years. And during this five-year visit, uh, I had the privilege of traveling throughout the continent of Africa. But one night, I was in Johannesburg, and as I was praying with a team of uh, intercessors, we were praying over the map of Africa. And as we laid the hand over the map of Africa, I received this heavenly burden, is the best way I can explain it. And I started weeping uncontrollably. 
And when I inquired of our Heavenly Father, I said, Father, I said, what is this? And he spoke to me so clearly. And he said, son, he said, I want you to feel the pain that I feel for my sons that are crying for fathers in Africa. And from that time on, I was inspired to put together some notes. I'm not a writer per se, but the Lord really um, prompted me to write this book. It took me three years, and it was all written while I was in Africa, mostly while I was traveling in Uganda, and the revelation of the Father's heart and the heartbeat of God for Africa. And that's why we wrote it in a very uh, simple English, because we do a lot of work in the prisons. Yes. And, uh, you know, a lot of them, their uh, reading abilities aren't so high. And then a, a couple of years ago, I think three, four years ago, because we do so much work in the prisons, we found that uh, a lot of them don't read English. They only read Afrikaans. So we had it translated from a friend of ours. Fantastic. And so now when we go to the prisons, uh, we not only give it in English, but also in Afrikaans for those that need it. But that was the whole heart, the inspiration of writing the book. And we continually come back to Africa for 16 years now. That is incredible. Um, and, and the content of the book, what is it that you are, you know, uh, you know what was it that when you go to prison, what is it that you hear and see? Well, what we see mostly is fatherlessness. Um, many times, especially when I speak to the juveniles, I ask them how many were raised in a home with a father. And honestly, it's rare that hands go up at all. Um, and the more that I understand, obviously we can't adopt all these kids or young people or whatever. But what we can do is share with them the heart of God as a father, not only as this big, you know, powerful God out there, though he is, but as their father. And so we introduce them to Jesus and Jesus opens up their eyes to see God as a loving father. And that's the best antidote we can give them to help them uh, on their journey with the Lord. And obviously build that, rela that son-father relationship and have that fulfilled. Yes. Because that is such a void. And then they end up going to other entities and, you know, addiction and other things to fulfill their lives. Mm -hmm. So what else is it that you, when you, when you deal with the juveniles, um, what is their, what is their, what is their cry? Um, you know, apart from the fatherlessness, but what brings them to that point where they're as young as 17 and have already killed five people, which I've experienced. Yes. Well, actually we have one of our spiritual sons that we met in the prison. He killed three people when he was 17. But when he came to know God as his father, as a matter of fact, it was through our book that he came to know God as his heavenly father. He was already a Christian, but he needed his identity change. And that's probably the biggest thing uh, is they are raised without an identity. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know who you belong to and who you are, 
you're going to fill your life with all kinds of different things. And we found that especially in the prison, many of them, probably all of them, join a gang, gang. because they want to be part of a family. There is such a strong desire to be loved and accepted. They will do whatever it takes to be accepted. I've worked in, in the, uh, the townships of uh, South Africa, uh, many countries, but may, right now we're speaking about South Africa and Cape Town. And that's one of the things that I find, you know, children five, six, seven years yes. old on the street, nobody to really look up to. And so when they see gang leaders, members, they say, well, this is a family. And in order to be part of that family, you have to act like them. You have to be like them. And so there are such devastations. And that's why, especially <laughs> Maxine, uh, when she comes with me to the prison, we go to maximum security prisons. Yes. And she said she loves going to prison more than going to church because mm -hmm. the opening that we have and the opening of the heart of the people. Wow. So we don't go there judging them and telling them what mm. to do, but we go there with the heart of God, loving them with his mercy mm. and his grace. And people really respond to God's love. Mm. And once the love of God comes into their hearts, they will let go of those foolish things that they've mm. been doing their whole life. And their identity will be reformed in the heart of the Father. And that's why, you know, we came here to work with orphans, but I did not realize that the orphans we would work with were 35, 40, 50 years oh, old. Oh, yes. Oh, because they've never had proper instruction. Wow. So we take them almost like little children, even though they're in their 30s. But spiritually, emotionally, and that's right. you know, their you know, emotional intelligence is so down yeah. behind on everything so we just love them back to health so yes, to speak yes, and, yes. and certain ones the lord has granted us to actually walk a road with mm. them and then when they come out of prison uh we have uh, one of our spiritual sons mario russo also takes care of them he helps them to find work uh, a housing all because they need a lot of help when they come out Yes. But, you know, the, I, I'm speaking right now a lot about the, the prisons and the jails, but the same thing is happening in the church. Many people, they go to church, they become religious, but they don't know God as a loving father. Mm -hmm. So what they want to do is to follow rituals, and they're actually orphans in their hearts. Mm -hmm. So... It's actually harder to teach this message in the church than it is in prison because the prisoners, in most cases, they know that they, they have a problem. But a lot of times people in church don't know they have a problem and they are orphans at heart. So that's why we do whole seminars on taking people out of an orphan heart to the heart of a son. And it takes time mm. so that the Holy that, Spirit that and the Word shift. Yeah, mm. can, can 
change their lives and their understanding, their mentality, their religious mm. upbringing. Mm. And I, it is, it's many I mean, it's years powerful. that you have to undo <laughs> in that thinking, especially yeah. culturally. I mean, especially with our our country that's so diverse yeah. and so you know religi religiously um, diverse as well and we've got so many cultures and cross-culturing and um, and we, what I'm finding as well is that uh, the single parenting has just grown phenomenally um, not necessarily you know out of being in jail or anything like that or gangsters but at the end of the day um, the rate of divorce is phenomenal in South Africa so that is across board it's uh, no culture no mm -hmm. uh, you know race or any it's equally as as rife so um, you know are you speaking to those people as well yes in your book, we addressing them <laughs> the um, uh, we address all cultures uh, it was quite exciting when we moved here in 2005, and we were told back in Canada that the apartheid and all that was over. Well, when we got here, we found out that it wasn't over. No. And all the different groups, and, and I remember specifically, I was at a, uh, a prayer summit with a group of pastors, and the Lord specifically asked me if I would work with the white people. I, I knew very little of the cultures and so forth. And at first I found it very difficult because that wasn't what I came here for. So I thought. And eventually when I started working with them, I realized of how much of an orphan heart they had, yes, many of them. Yes. And, and they would start opening up and telling me how they grew up. And their dads were so harsh Yes. And and they all went to church, but there was a harshness in the home. Mm -hmm. They were detached from their dads. And honestly, some of the white people in this nation were the hardest people to walk through healing mm -hmm. because they didn't think they had a problem. And mm -hmm. eventually, week after week, year after year, the Lord really started to unravel their pain that was so deep. Yeah. And we've seen phenomenal change in lives of people in every culture and that's why i can take this message anywhere in the world and it mm. works because it's the gospel it is the gospel truth and you know that is really something that i i um feel that is so uh, yeah you know we look at the different cultures and we have different expectations from the different cultures yet the it's the same line that everybody's walking and the same effect mm -hmm. you know if you not don't have a father in a love you know wealthy home uh, and that i also find has been a big problem of absent fathers present yes. but absent you know they're present but they their presence isn't there and that brings the same the same issues and uh, so I just want us just to, before we get on to the next, uh, you know, the next question, um, you know, I just feel that we need to just tie this up with the fact that it's multicultural. Yes. Multiracial, the, the, the issues that we are having when it comes to father and son. And, uh, but I think when we come back after Build Your Kingdom here by Rent Collect, Collective, I've not heard this song before, but I'm looking forward to hearing it. Um, we are going to discuss 
you know, exactly. I would love us just to cover that part as well. Okay. Um, the, the, the whole fact that it's, it's universal, the, the, the issues right from here to, to Cairo. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an issue that needs to be addressed and spoken about and highlighted because, as you say, it is so strange. People actually don't realize they have a problem. Mm-hmm. And those mindsets are less receptive then and hearts are hardened or desensitized to actually think, but no, but my father did this and my mother did this and we were raised this way and cowboys don't cry. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> all those <laughs> things. So we would love to come and continue the conversation straight after this. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining us again. If you've just tuned in, we have got a phenomenal guest in my studio with me today. He is the author of Christian, uh, he's Christian Broshu, uh, the author of The Father's Cry, Sons Come Home. And it is such an incredible, it's such, if you, if you had to hold it and you had to see the cover, I, I just burst into tears when I saw the cover. The anointing is absolutely phenomenal, and it is just as we would love to see the Father's hand and that we can just put our hand in His hand. And this book is just perfectly written uh, for the, those that you can sit and in your car waiting for somebody, you know, your children, at, and it's just so well written and so well produced, uh, pr- published. So I just want to encourage you to, if you want to know anything about our guests or anything about our programming and uh, or any form of uh, interaction, I'd love to encourage you to uh, WhatsApp us on 081-729-1657. Our Telegram number, exactly the same, 081-729-1657. And our SMS line is 37988. And we have a counseling line, which is very important, and we often don't know who to call. I was saved by a phone call to CCFM, and uh, I'm just wanting to let you know that that phone call changed my life when I needed uh, was in a deep space so please contact us we are there for you it's 021-9177-000 option 1 so I just want to let you know that we are going to continue with this conversation and yes Chris you were just we were just chatting in uh, just now in the interval um, about what is sonship and we think of sons as men so I want you just to expand on that for us, please. Okay. Well, first of all, the scripture is very clear in Galatians chapter 3 that sons of God are not their male and female. So this is also for women. And to walk as a son, the best way that I can explain it is how Jesus walked. See, Jesus did not only come here to bring us salvation, to redeem us from our sins, but I want to read to you a scripture because the scriptures explain it the very best. In Matthew chapter 11, in verse 25, it says, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent, and you have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for it so it seemed good in your sight, All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and he to whom the Son wills to reveal him. 
And only Jesus can truly reveal the Father to us. Mm. So you must first come to Jesus. Mm. And when you come to Jesus, ask him about the Father. I learn from the Father directly Jesus. I never heard these teachings. You always hear the teachings right after it says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, mm. I will give you rest. But very, very few people teach on the scriptures prior to that. Yes. We come to rest because we know the father of rest. Mm. And so we were talking about the different cultures. Uh, I've had the privilege in the last 16 years to travel from Cape to Cairo, literally. We've done seminars in Cairo, Egypt, and all around Egypt many times. And what we found is that it doesn't matter what culture they're in, there's fatherlessness all across the continent, all across the world. The same problem we have in Canada, U.S. We just did, my wife and I just did six weeks in the U.S. before we came to South mm. Africa last yeah. week. And I'm telling you, the same problem is all over the world. Yes. We and it doesn't universal. matter some very rich home or some very mm. poor homes. The same problem arises all over because in the rich home, a lot of times you have fathers that are too busy making yes. money mm. to provide for their children and their wife, and they don't take care of their kids. They're never there. And okay. so the kids grow up fatherless. And, and then you have the other child who maybe lives on the street, and they don't have a father image. or And that's why, to me, when we introduce them to Jesus, and Jesus brings them to the Father, yes. then they, they walk in the fullness of their salvation. Mm -hmm. So the gospel of Jesus coming to save us of our sins is actually only half the gospel. I've had people, even this well-known evangelist, told me one time when I led him to the Father, he said it was like he was born again all over, over again, again. Wow. because he had this revelation of his new identity as a son because he never had a father. And he was leading many, many people. I'm talking thousands of people to Jesus, mm -hmm. but he himself did not know the heart of the father. And that's why when we came to Africa in 2005, our main mission was to reveal the heart of the Father to the nations. And I said, God, how am I going to do this? He said, I want you to raise spiritual sons and daughters to know the Father so yes. that they can become fathers and mothers. And now it is mm -hmm. literally being multiplied across the continent all the way to Cairo. Wow. And it's, it's amazing, amazing what God has done amazing. because they continue the work. So the last two years, we've not been able to set foot in the continent of Africa because of what's happening. But the sons and daughters are continuing Continue to work. working. And I just, I, I, I spend hours, sometimes I'm in Canada, and I'll spend literally hours in seven different countries in a matter of minutes speaking to one, encouraging the other, praying for this one, and helping them to do the work that God has called them to do. And that's what I believe spiritual fathering yes. really is all about, yes. is yes. to encourage them and to bless them in what God has called them to do. And that applies in any culture around the world. And that is phenomenal how 
in spite of all the challenges that we've had, that technology has come in and continued. We cannot suppress or stop the gospel. It is going to spread. And it, the Lord will use any format for us to be able to get the work done. And it's so great that you actually had already done the groundwork. The seeds were planted. Now you're sharing the fruit of that. And uh, that is phenomenal. That is absolutely incredible because in this time of our desert experience that you were able, <laughs> literally able to, uh, you know, let, let the work be done. So, um, and now when you came back, what did you, what did you pick up? Well, we've only been back in the country for, I think, four or five days now. But one of the biggest things that I've noticed so far, and w my wife and I have been praying for people the last five, six days, a lot of individual one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. the biggest thing is discouragement. Yes. We find mm -hmm. that this whole COVID pandemic, everything that's happened, it's, it has devastated people mm. but this is not just here we went through six weeks really? in the usa mm. and canada is so oppressed because of everything that is happening through the government mm. and the same thing in the u.s and now we're finding this in south africa so this whole trip the last seven weeks we have been encouraging people to get out from under this heaviness Mm -hmm. that has gone all over the world because a lot of the, what's been happening has been fear-based. Yes. Now, in 1 John chapter 4, it says that God is love. Mm -hmm. And then it says in verse 18, love casts out all fear That's because fear love. has yes. torment. Mm -hmm. So we tell the people, the more you know a loving father, the more fear, fear. will be gone. gone because you can't operate in faith if you're full of fear. Yes. Faith is the antidote, but the love actually casts out the fear. Mm. So they really work together. And I, I believe that our ministry and the message that God has given us is more relevant today than it was two years ago because of the fear that has yes. been, uh, you know, uh, portrayed over all the internet the uh, you know tv whatever whatever and and it's unfortunate but a lot of christians even that are giving in to i want that. to touch on when we get back from <laughs> this amazing this next track because that i want us to discuss as well because the fear when i think the world looks at the church being fearful That's then right. they it, it's havoc if they think we can't even be, uh, have faith and we in fear and we are hiding under every rock and that is where we are really put, not portraying the father heart mm -hmm. and the love of the Lord and of who he is so uh, Chris I want us to carry on with that conversation after <laughs> this but look at this amazing uh, track that's coming up now my life is in your hands by Hanley Slabbard let us enjoy that Good afternoon, and if you've just joined us, we've got an incredible guest in, in the studio with me today, and his name is Chris Brohu, and he's written this beautiful book on the Father's Cry, Sons Come Home. And we just want to concentrate on the fact that, you know, that relationship and the love 
that we that conquers fear. And if we have that amazing understanding of who Jesus is and the Father is, that we will not live in fear in these perilous times. So, Chris, if you can just expand on that and, you know, what would you like our listeners to hear and um, re- with regards to this uh, serious matter of discouragement and hopelessness that we are finding ourselves coming to the end of the year? Well, um, like I was sharing a little bit earlier, since I've been in the nation here in the last five days, I've noticed that a lot of, and I'm talking Christians, that they're walking Mm. in fear. And as I mentioned prior, um, you know, the Bible is very clear about God being a loving father. And the more that we understand this, it seems so simple. People say, oh, I know God's my father. I know God's a loving father. But do you really know that? And I got a revelation many years ago when our first daughter, she's now 37, when our first daughter was born and she started walking. And the Lord taught me through her how much he loved me. Wow. And as a parent, he said, you know how you feel right now? Mm. He says, that's how I see you. Mm. I was raised, I had so much fear. I could not speak in public. I flunked a public public course in high school because I couldn't stand in front of people to speak. Now I speak literally all over the world. We've traveled (laughs) over 30 countries countries, ministering and that. And because the more that God's love apprehended my heart, Mm. the more I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's not just a a scripture that we verbalize. You know, we live it. And if it's true, then how can he strengthen us? And I do Mm. want to share with you the scripture fully. It says in verse 18, um, 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. And that love is so tangible, it actually renews your heart. And now it'll be 40 years, Christmas Day, when I gave my heart to Jesus. Wow. And shortly after, about a year after I was um, uh, born again, the Lord taught me his supernatural love. And I was engaged. And I was getting ready to be married, and my parents would not come to our wedding because we had left the faith that they, we grew up yes. in. And that day, God spoke to me out of Psalm 27, verse 10. It says, when my father and my mother forsake me, God will take care of me. Wow. And he became my father that time, and his love has saturated my heart. And that's why the fear has been able to go. So when I pray for people that have fear, I literally ask for God to fill them with love. Mm. Because it, it was like he showed me years ago, a glass of water with dirty mud at the bottom. How do you get rid of the mud without emptying out the whole glass? 
You just keep filling it with clean water. And eventually the mud will all be gone. And that's what he's done in my life. Yes. And that's what wow. we do with people. Beautiful, we yeah. constantly love them and help them mm. with the heart of the Father. And, and it works. And that fear has to go. Because the love of God, there's nothing on, in this world that, can, that is more powerful than the love of God. Because it brings mercy. It brings redemption. It brings forgiveness. And all of the above. All of the above. <laughs> and that is so beautiful to know because, you know, we often, and, and, you know, I'm just, as I was listening to you, that is how we need to instill it into the youth and the young people that they have, if they do not have that role model at home or that point of reference uh, to be able to operate out of, of a father heart, that um, uh, actually a friend of mine, <clears throat> she was a single mom, and uh, she just, taught her children to say, don't ask me. I'll never take the place of your father. I'll always be your mother. You have a father. You ask him. And she's trained him. And those children, actually, she, she actually launched her book last night. And uh, it's incredible how she trained her young young children, little ones, to say, if you want something or need something, and it's his will, he will give it to you. You speak to that father of yours because your daddy is not around. And uh, so she never, ever tried to be play daddy and mommy. And uh, that was such a profound uh, thing that I learned from, from that. So we need to teach our children who to go to. That's right. That's oh, I totally agree with you. <laughs> incredible, incredible. And uh, Chris, just share us so just that in this last, how do we get the book? How, where, where do we? Um, well, right now, the best way to get it, because it's hard, we don't live in Africa, uh, mm -hmm. but we have it available on Amazon in okay, English. Great. It's not in Afrikaans in, on Amazon, but if you go to Amazon and you put in the Father's Cry, sons come home it will come up and you can get it from there Fantastic. probably the easiest the way easiest way yeah. yes and everybody does amazon yeah. if nobody <laughs> does i'm sorry for you <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much you know what i really uh would like is just to finish up and maybe on a, on a, a short note just a prayer uh, for our nation that yes. is really struggling at the moment we are limping and buckled and bent so we just would love you just to encourage us with a short um Pray, please. Okay. Well, Father, we just come before you. And even as Jesus taught us how to pray, and it says, let your kingdom come and your will be done on mm -hmm. earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, this is not a cliche. It's reality. Yes, Lord. Father, I pray that for the listeners, maybe some that are discouraged, full of fear, doubt, unbelief. Father, we pray that you would envelop them with your loving arms. Even as your word says in, in Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. And Lord, that every single one of us in this nation would come under your shadow of loving arms because you are truly our Father and a loving one. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for being with us today. And it was such a privilege and such an honor. It was such a profound 
profound truth that we dealt with today and so relevant for our nation right now. And may the Lord just continuously use you and Maxine for greater things in the world and that you're, wherever you lay your feet, that your footprints will be deep, deep into the hearts of, other, of the nations. And we just thank you. May you go from glory to glory, from success to success, success, and that the Lord will just give you all the strength that you need for the days onwards. And we've got lots of work to do, Anna. <laughs> and may the Lord just bless you. And thank you for the work that you are doing. And thank you for coming and investing your time and your love for our nation as well. And that says a lot because you've really done a lot of background and foundational uh, things in, in our country. So we just want to thank you and bless you. Thank you so much for having us, <laughs> being, being with us today. Amen. So, well, it's been my pleasure, honestly. I'm so, I'm, I'm, it was really God-given God time. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much okay. for joining us this afternoon. And I just want you to please stick to the rules out there and uh, be safe and look after yourself. Enjoy your families. Invest and spend time with your fathers and appreciate them. And fathers, please love your children. Take the time. It is worth the investment. Uh, really worthwhile. Get to know your children. No matter what situation it is, take the time. So I just want to encourage you and thank you and look to Jesus and choose him. Choose him and you'll be loved and nurtured, protected, provided for, for the rest of your life into eternity. So I just want to encourage you and thank you for being with us uh, this afternoon. And we will see you this time next week. Have a great week. God bless you. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.